Good morning, NBCC. We are overjoyed to have you here with us this morning. If you're new with us this morning, we want to get to know you. So go ahead and text connect to the number on your screen so that we can get connected. Here at NBCC, we are a church that prays together, worships together, and serves together. If you want to get connected and involved with serving, go ahead and text serve to the number on your screen. We're going to move into a time of worship here this morning. So please join us as our worship leader, Mark, leads us in this awesome time.
There's a rain stream the heart is on the fire When and the walls are closing in When I look at the space between where it used to be in this memory See, I know I will never be alone In the fire Standing next to me Is this another in the wars Holding back the seas Should I ever be reminded Of how I've been saved There's a cross that bears my burden Another time for me Cause on my death there was a beneath the water I know I will never be 
There's another in the waters Holding back the sea Should I ever be reminded Well, I've been set free There's a cross to bear my burden We another died for me Even though the music has stopped, we do not have to stop in our time of worship. We want to continue to worship through giving. We've tried to make this as easy as possible for you, so you can either go to our mobile app or our website to give. We are super hungry for the word and totally excited to hear what Pastor Mike has to say. So let's head on over and jump in. Well, good morning. So, so glad we could be together on the very first Sunday of 2021. I'm excited about 2021 and what God is going to do. Uh, there's been some things that I just want to share with you these next couple of weeks. I'm in a two-part series. I'm calling it Reboot. And there's just been some stuff I've been thinking about and just having time to really, really soak it in prayer and believing that God has impressed some things on my heart that I want to share these next two weeks out of the book of James chapter 2, verses 17 and 19. And I just want this to be so enriched in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want this to be encouraging, but I also want this, my goal is that I want us to be challenged to do what God has called us to do in 2021. So um, I think, I was just thinking about this a few weeks ago that um, I think every one of us, if we are brutally honest, I think we've all lost something in 2020. We've all lost something, or maybe some of us have lost someone. Um, but I also believe that we need to keep moving forward, especially if you are a follower of Christ. And by the way, if you're not and you're listening to this or you're watching this, I am so glad that you're here because I believe that God has an appointed uh, appointment for each one of us to know him personally. And, and it would be my prayer that this time over the uh, airwaves or over the, the, the screen that you're watching, God just touches your heart by the fact that he wants a personal relationship with you. And this may be the biggest moment of your life to respond to that. But if you are a follower of Christ, I think um, looking back on 2020 and certain things that happened or didn't happen, it's easy for us to kind of fall into this kind of comfort mode of just kind of laying back and just taking it easy and just waiting for something to happen rather than be constantly intentional about moving forward in our faith. And so... Um, I, I ran across a couple of things that some people shared their testimony. This is their life story, and I wanted to share those with you because I want you to be encouraged that no matter what happened in 2020, we can keep moving forward and believing that God, I believe there's something that God wants to do in 2021 with us personally, but also corporately at MVCC as a team. This is Alex's story in 2020. I almost died taking a counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl. Spent a week in the ICU, got arrested for marijuana with the intent to distribute. My wife left me for another guy, sold everything I had. God sent me on a year-long Christian program, lost everything I had. Hardest year of my life, but God saved my life, has given me hope and a future. God gave me a good job, had the company of, uh, I, I work for literally that changed their policy to hire me. I'm the first felon to work there. God gave me grace slowly rebuilding my life again, and I'm not looking back, I'm still standing. That was Alex in 2020. This is from Carrie Ann. I lost both my parents in 2020, but I'm still standing with Jesus by my side. Amen. This is Sarah. I lost a dream that I worked for for three years. I lost a love that I had in my life for six years. 
lost friendships that I had for seven years. I lost emotions that had been a burden for my entire life. That was Sarah's story. Uh, Bill says this, I lost my job this year, but God still kept me standing. I just think that we need to not be concerned. The reason I share those is I, I think God takes us through the tough stuff so that we can depend on Him and rely on Him with everything we got and keep moving forward in following Jesus. You know, following Jesus, He never said it was going to be easy. But I do know this, He never changes. And even though the road may be rocky or difficult, He will always be with us, leading us and guiding us and pushing us forward. Um, here, here's something that I think um, really encouraged my heart, and I hope this will encourage you. I trust the next chapter of life because I know the author. I, I like that. I trust the next chapter of life because I know the author. I just think we need a system reboot in 2021. Would you agree? The act, here's, here's the definition of what a reboot is. The act or an instance of shutting down and restarting something such as a computer or program. In a few cases, errors cause a headlong exit to DOS or the software ceases to operate requiring a reboot. I think there are moments when we're on a computer, we're on our phone, something happens, there's a glitch, things stop, we, 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 we uh, get into a, a flux, and all of a sudden, it's just better to reboot. Stop and start over again. And I just was really feeling that uh, here at MVCC. I think hopefully this will touch you personally, but also corporately. Nothing's going to change as far as our mission and vision, but I think there needs to be a reboot. I just, I just sense that in my spirit, a spiritual reboot for all of us. Um, and just acknowledging that some of the stuff is dead and gone, and we're going to look forward and move forward. I just want to recap here before we get into the second chapter of James, what our mission and our vision is. Very clear, without any question, God has impressed on my heart and through the Word of God, this is what the church, the believers, the team of God, family of God, the church, the ecclesia, those who have been called, this is what we are to be doing. Number one is this, our mission is simply from Jesus, to help bring people in relationship with Jesus Christ and to make disciples who make disciples, to make followers who in turn learn to make followers of Jesus. That's our mission. Question is, how are we going to live out that mission with vision? Which brings us into our vision here at MVCC. It's simply Jesus' vision. When I look at the life of Jesus, I, I, I am amazed at how many people followed him, how many people listened to him, how many people believed in him and his word? Now, I think people followed him by the thousands because he did one thing, and he was all about this. He just simply loved people where they were. Jesus didn't say, change your life and come follow me. Change your life and then I'll love you. He just said, I love you, and therefore you'll want to change your life, and I'm going to help you change your life to look more like me. That's the first thing. Our vision is to simply love people where they are. We got a lot of people, and I don't blame them for this. They're disillusioned with faith. They're disillusioned with Christianity, disillusioned with the church. They're confused. They got lots of questions. They've been burned. They've been hurt. And so they've basically been scattered and shattered from the church. And they're saying, I'm not going to go back to that faith. I'm not going to go back to the church. I had a bad experience. So 
what we could do is cross our arms and say, well, you need to change and come back. Or we could follow the pattern of Jesus and just simply love people where they are in their frustration, anger, sin, problems, confusion, all the stuff that we were once in. And that's simply, number one, our vision is to love people where they are. Not expecting them to change, just loving them for free. How are we going to help people get into a relationship with Jesus Christ and make disciples who can in turn, we can teach them to make disciples because we're going to love people right where they are. Man, I, I pray that when we leave this earth, that when we're raptured into heaven, man, and we're with the Lord, that, that the church is so missed by the culture that they'll say, man, we miss these people who loved us for free. Where are they? Okay, second thing is this. God said, I want you, I believe this with all my heart. He spoke to my heart about our vision, and he said, I just want you to be real. I think that's why people follow Jesus, because he was real with them. He was in the streets in Jerusalem with them, in the dirt-filled streets, in the sin, and the muck, and the mire, and the problems, and all the stuff that was going on in the culture. Jesus did not sit in the prayer tower and wait for people to come to him. He was down in the streets, rubbing against the sores of this little child in the middle of the street. He was, was, was walking past a blind man and stopped and loved that man and healed him. That There were so many instances through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where people just were drawn to Jesus because he loved them and because he was just real and honest and authentic. I love that. And that's what we want to be. So loving people, being real, and second, or third, is that Jesus, I think certain people followed him because he was on mission, man. He was on mission. He knew who he was, son of God, God in flesh. He knew where he was going. He knew he needed to get to Jerusalem at the end of his three-year ministry at age 33 to sacrifice himself on a cross, knowing that trusting and knowing that the Father would raise him from the dead on Sunday morning. And he also knew his mission was to train these 12 friends of his so that they could carry on Christianity throughout the world and start churches. And we wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for Jesus' mission with his 12 followers to keep Christianity moving. I love it. People of God ought to be so crystal clear on why we're here. We are on a mission from God, man. That's why we're here, to love people for free and to be real with them so that we can show them the mission of Jesus, salvation and the cross, and simply following Jesus. So knowing all that, that we have not deserved God's grace, we've never deserved God's favor, we've never deserved the fact that Jesus loved us for free and gave us new life and heaven, power of the Holy Spirit, forgiveness of sins. We didn't deserve any of that. But because God is so good to us and he gave us those things for free and we received him by faith. Now, I want to do those things for God. I, I feel sorry for people who have to go to church. I feel sorry for people who have to give their money to God. I feel sorry for people who have to do good deeds. There is no have to with Christianity. There's a get to. Why? Because we're saved by God's grace. He's so good that our response is, man, I just want to do these things because I'm so in love with God. I love what one man said after he got out of the waters of baptism. He said, now my life is just one big thank you card to God. And I'm going to stumble along the way. I know I'm going to fall. I know I'm going to fail. 
but I know he'll always be there to pick me up, and it makes me want to try harder to please him. I, I, I love that. So I just, saying all that, I want us to have a foundation in this two-week series um, that's just called, I'm just calling it Reboot, that, that we are saved by God's grace through faith, but now faith is a response to his goodness and the cross of Jesus Christ. Here's the deal. Faith is not just putting our faith in Jesus and kicking back and saying, well, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, I'm holy, I'm washed in the blood of Jesus, I'm going to heaven, man. Having faith means that there's evidence of action. Isn't it cool that in the Old Testament, I love this, when God called Abraham to leave the Ur of the Chaldees, and and I'm going to lead you to a place, Abraham, I'm not even going to tell you where you're going. I'm just going to ask you to pack up your stuff and follow my word, and I'll take you to where I want you to be. And it said, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Meaning, he didn't just say, well, God, I believe you. Come on, do your stuff. He did what God told him to do. He packed up his stuff, he left his homeland, and he went to where God was calling him. That picture right there is what I want to talk about in rebooting. I I just spiritually, you know, Abraham had a reboot because he decided, you know, I'm just going to obey God. I'm going to do what God told me to do. So this spiritual reboot is not just a reconnecting of faith. It's reconnecting with God. What do you want me to do in response to my faith? Real Christianity looks after the homeless. It looks after children. It looks after the widows. I think that said that in the book of James, but I think we've turned religion around to say, well, if I go to church and give some money and smile a lot and sing the songs, now I'm, I'm fulfilling faith. Now I've got action in my faith. Nothing wrong with doing those things, but real faith that I believe what we want to embark in here for 2021 at Missionville Christian Church is I want to get down and get dirty with God. I want to do what God called me to do. Don't just want to pray about it. Don't just want to have nice feelings about it. Man, I just want to do what God has called me and you and I to do. If you've been around here at MVCC for any length of time, you know that God has put on my heart this thing called revival. It's just he put it in there that I just believe our nation, our church, our schools, our family, our workplace, personally, individually, We need a revival, a spiritual upheaval, a spiritual awakening, a reboot. Call it whatever you want. Revival is called something that was dead is now made alive. That means, number one, I must be willing, I must be willing to acknowledge that something is dead in my life. And that was me. I was dead in my sins. But because of the grace of Jesus, man, when I gave my life to Jesus... On that Wednesday night, in a room filled with a bunch of high school students, about 300 of them in a gymnasium, man, I, when I put my faith in Jesus right there, He resurrected something. He breathed new life in me, which brings me to James chapter 2, verse 17. When I put my faith in Jesus, man, all I wanted to do was please God. It was my only response is, God, I want to do something for you. And so faith is not just feelings. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a life thing. And so when James writes this book, man, he just like almost with a two by four, he just hits you right between the eyes about, look, if you call yourself a Christian, you better look like one. You better live like one. People who are following me, Jesus said, follow me. They do what I do. They think what I think. They respond to how I respond. And so here in chapter two, verse 17, if you want to follow along with me, 
He says this, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Well, that, that, I couldn't, we couldn't be any more plain. We couldn't be any more crystal clear than the word here that just says, look, man, the demons who left, the angels who left God's throne, they believe in Jesus, but they're not saved because there has to be something in their life that gives evidence and proof that their faith is genuine. That's what we need in 2021. We need a reboot of faith and I need to hear God's call and do what God called me to do. I just believe in this, that the, throughout the entire New Testament, God is calling us to partnership. Faith is putting my faith in Jesus alone, Him as God in the flesh, died on a cross, rose again, you know, born of the Virgin Mary, believing that He's going to return a second time, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, having faith that I, I know that to be true, and I'm choosing to put my faith in that, but faith is manifest by what I do, meaning there should be that evidence that I really believe that. And therefore, we are partnering with God because He calls us to this partnership, to His mission to save the world and to disciple those who know Him. I don't know about you, but I love working with people of action. It really, really bothers me to sit around and listen to people who talk for hours about things. They can theorize and postulate and they can come up with all these great you know, ideas. But I, I'm more drawn to people with action. I'm more drawn to people who sit in a room and say, man, what are we going to do about what we believe? Not, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And sit around for days and hours. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in doing what I believe. That is what MVCC, I believe, is called to in 2021. And if we look back in the New Testament, the, the early believers, the early church, when we use the word church, we're really talking about that Greek word ekklesia, which means the people of God called out ones to be Jesus to the world. What, what, we, what, what, what we look at and we find distinctive about that early church is that they were so on fire for what Jesus had done for them that their only response was to live the way he called them to live. And in Acts chapter 2, there were about four things. I'm going to give us six things over the next three weeks two weeks, and I really hope that you'll write these down, you know, make some notes, make a mental thing, put it in your phone, whatever works for you. But um, there are, I believe, I, I just was praying, Lord, what are the things that keep us moving forward? When I think of a wheel that's moving forward, the spokes that are in that wheel, there are six of them that keep that integrity of that wheel, the sturdiness of that wheel, so it will keep moving forward and rolling towards the goal. Here's what I believe we need to do. Number one is this, prayer. Number two is, is, is immersing myself in the Word of God. Number three is purposely getting in fellowship, friendship with other believers, having that one commonality of Christ. Number four is a life of serving others. Five is sharing our faith with others. And six is to live a life of worship. Those six things I believe will shield us from the enemy getting a hold of us to steal, kill, and destroy our life. Steal, kill, and destroy our church. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy your family. Steal, kill, and destroy your marriage, your children. Those six things keep us moving forward 
so that we, I believe, can be pleasing in what God wants us to do. Now, again, we don't do these six things to get God's love. We don't do these things to get God's favor. You already have God's favor. You already have God's love. We do these things because we love God. So let's just take the first three today, and then next week we're going to take the second three. Number one is this prayer. And I really want to encourage you, just keeping it simple, to really live out a life of prayer. And so here's, here's some just basic principles I want to help you with looking at the life of Jesus. Um, growing communication with God is listening and it's talking to Him. Uh, and so I just think that God wants us to keep this very simple. I do this and it's very helpful for me. Hope it's helpful for you. I keep a prayer journal. I just keep a book at home, blank pages. And when I have my prayer time, I sit down and I'll just jot some things down that I need to pray about. I will uh, also jot some things down about the word that I'm reading out of the Bible. And I'll also just, if Lord, if the Lord is impressing something on me, I will write that down so I don't forget that. I think that's a key component in having our time with God in prayer is having a prayer journal. I think the second thing about that is being consistent with that. Don't get into the place where, man, I got to be praying for an hour. You know, I got to pray for two hours in my prayer closet. I think a consistent five minutes every day, a consistent six minutes, it's not about the length of time. It's about the consistency that I'm communicating and listening to God. Set a time every day and just meet God there in that special place. I think number three is this, just talking to God like you're talking to your closest confidant. Simple. Just chair to chair, knee to knee, eye to eye, toe to toe with God, and just talk to Him like He's your closest friend. I, I, I really want to give you that principle because I really believe we need to be growing in prayer at MVCC. Lack of prayer, lack of power. A church that doesn't pray will not be a powerful church. A Christian that does not pray will not be a powerful Christian. We want to be a powerful force in the community. And so it's got to start with prayer. And this is all found in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 46. Okay, the second thing is being in the Word. We've got to be in God's Word in the Bible. And so I want to help you with this. Keep that journal. Write down where you're at in that day in the Word. I just believe in starting and finishing a letter of the Bible will really be helpful. I think the second thing, be consistent, just like prayer. Be consistent in the Word. And um, keep a list of questions that you have about the Word that you can go to someone that you really trust and bring those things that you really believe that uh, you know, God is, is bringing to your attention that you might have some question about. But staying in the Word is really, really important. Okay, number three is this, fellowship. Sharing in common with people who are like-minded. This is where the growth really happens. When we get in what we call at MVCC life groups, and it's just simply a group of people that their common goal is to follow Jesus together. And they like doing it. And they like each other. And they're around the word and prayer and fellowship and taking communion together and serving God together and sharing their faith and just hanging out together and encouraging one another I really want to ask you for 2021, if you're not in a life group, to please get in one. Pastor Scott on staff is overseeing all of that for me of discipleship, and he's a, a part of our team here, pastoral team that has a passion to see us get in following Jesus together. If you've been thinking about it, MVCC, you know, I need to lead one of those, but I don't know how to do it. Um, again, I want to encourage you to see Pastor Scott. Check online. You can get all that information, but this is the essence of what I want to talk about, and I'll finish with this. Jesus had a life group, man. Jesus had 12 guys that he handpicked, that he did life with together, and they followed him. 
that's a life group. Got to be in one. Just got to be in one. It's, it's life or death spiritually because the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of together as some are in the habit of doing. That means we got to get together in order to keep growing. So um, those are the first three. Come back next week. We're going to do the second three and why it's so important because I want us to keep moving forward in this whole rebooting our life spiritually. I believe God is going to do some really big things in 2021. I don't know specifically what they are, but I just sense that God is going to spring up something. I, I pray and hope it's revival that, that we've been asking for, but um, stay with us and just know also every Sunday we're here at 10 a.m. in our services. You can check us online if you can't come in person and we'll see you here next week at NBCC. Love y'all. God bless.